Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. It's me, B. Jones, your moderator. I'm here to welcome you to episode 206, a two-part episode where we dive into the culinary journey of our friends uh, from the Palmer Collection and the Shiznit Kitchen. So make sure you check out both parts. Here we go. We're going to get started with part one. Welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. It's your moderator, B. Jones, here, and we got a very, very special episode. We got guests coming on the show. We got the Sauce Boss and Shiznit Kitchen coming on a little bit later. Uh, Before we get to that, uh, I want to go ahead and introduce my guys. Faison, out in Milwaukee this week. What's happening, brother? Yo, it is, it's pretty awesome to be out here. No, I thought it'd be cold. So I got here and it was hot for Milwaukee. 55 degrees, the sun was blazing. It was pretty awesome. And I got to meet with one of my cool, one of the cool um, business owners. Great guy, great time out here. Had a good experience. So yeah, it's been great. Looking forward to the time out here. I'll be here until for two more days. So should be fun. Fun time. Yeah. Sightseeing like plan. Webb. Sightseeing plan while y'all there? You know what? I, I got some extra time, but I don't know if there's much to see in Milwaukee. No. But is it the Coors Light Building or the, or one of those light built the beer things? But other than that, what's here? I don't know. Uh, the books? There's not many of us unless you see the books. DJ, that's not true. There is a huge black population in, in Milwaukee, actually. Oh, there is there? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I actually went to, uh, well, I went to you went with a guy from Milwaukee. Wasn't black, but he spoke about his black experience like all the time. Like he was heavily influenced by the culture. It was pretty, it was pretty dope. Is why Waukegan is right outside of it, right? Yes, Waukegan is just south of it. Yeah, that's what a lot of people I know are from. So. so y'all know the voices, man. Now y'all got the faces. We got BJ, yeah. what's happening, brother? All good, baby. Ready to roll tonight. Excited about the conversation. And Coach K still living the dream from uh, coming off a of homecoming last week. What's happening, bro? Yeah, man. You know, and then not just the living the dream of coming off a of homecoming, but, um, you know, as usual, you know, our guest tonight, you know, fellow alumni, um, you know, some of our brothers actually, you know, and and, and yes, more ways than one on here. Um, and, you know, brothers in smoke, you know, it's great to have. Hey, hey. Brothers and smoke on. So there you go. It's great to have men that are good in the kitchen. And we're not just talking about, you know, on the grill. And we got the Palmer fashion. Collection on the show. We got Dre, the sauce boss, coming to you live, man. Dre, what's happening, brother? What's going on, man? Not too much, man. Welcome to the 13th floor. How you feeling? I'm good. Appreciate you fellas having me here today. Yes, sir. Definitely, definitely. Can't wait to get into the kitchen, man. Uh, it's great to have some brothers on, on the show that do their thing in the kitchen. Um, you know, we got the holidays coming up and, you know, moms and aunties and grandmas usually, you know, known for their thing, but we're going to change it up a little bit, get that black male perspective and, uh, you know, see what you guys working with. Um, coming up next, I got my man, my brother, the Shiznit Kitchen is where, we, where he goes by, but I know him as 9-6 Jason Dent. What's happening, player? She's in the kitchen, ladies and gentlemen, in the building. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> I was waiting for the yeah, right, 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 something. <laughs> give, give me something. This is the- hey, honestly, I was sitting here waiting. Like, did they lose me? What just happened? What just happened? I was put in the corner like baby. Like, <laughs> like what just? Happened? Oh man, we we got the waiting room for you. We got the waiting room for you. you got the elevator coming, man. Jason, then, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live, representing the Shiznit Kitchen Nine Six. What's happening, brother? Hey, man, I can't complain, man. Thank you for having me, man. It's a blessing, man. I appreciate y'all, man, putting this platform together. Real talk. Yeah, man. Absolutely. 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 You, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're not going to be on the um, the Eddie Murphy interview tip, you know, when they ask him a question. Yes. And that's it. Nothing else. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's not a yes. <laughs> that's it. No, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> Yeah, man. Listen, man, we glad to have y'all, man. Um, y'all didn't get to hear the part about brothers and smoke and you know our our, our brothers in many different ways yeah. on here. Yeah. And uh just a pleasure to have y'all. And you know, we've been trying to get you guys on for a long time and expose the people to to both of your brands. Um, and not only that, but your your personalities as well, just yeah. being black men that you know. It's not, in, a, in addition to all the other bad things they say about us, they also say we don't do anything. We're lazy. We just be waiting to get fed and all that stuff. But in this case, not, not the, the case, case at all. Not the case. <laughs> not, not let's, not forget, let's not forget husbands <laughs> and fathers. Fathers. Husbands, fathers. Uh, all the stereotypes were just thrown out the window. Everything that was wrong is incorrect. Let's, let's talk about who the black right. man is. Right, right. Full, full, full-time jobs, entrepreneurs, you know, yes. hmm. um, mentors, you know, we could just keep going down the list for these two, which, you know, as we always say, um, the story that you hear in the streets isn't necessarily the case. So we welcome you inside the building where you can find out the truth. There you go. Hey. I definitely appreciate that. 100%. 100%. 100%. Before we get too deep into that, man, because I definitely want to get into both of your stories, but I want to give you an opportunity, uh, Dre, I'm going to start with you first, to just put your brand right. out there, man, the Palmer Collection, what you guys got going, how you guys started, just a little bit of that background information. All right. Um, Palmer Collection started in 2014. Um, it started all from a sauce that I created for a competition I did back in culinary school and um, just the judges and those people who had tried it, they're like, oh my God, like, oh, this is fire. Like, you gotta do something with this. But at first, you know, I was just like, I, I made sauces, that's, that's what I did. Um, well, even before before I had, uh, I went to culinary school, I had a wing shop in Chicago with our brother, uh, Ben. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, RIP Ben. Uh, our niche was, we had 64 flavors of wings, from nine different countries. And we only purchased 19 sauces. So the rest was all made in the back in the lab, you know, with the the crazy mad science of Bang and I. Um, you know, I left that, left the shop, came back to Miami, you know, Chicago's, you know, all up to Chicago. But it's cold. When them, those winters, it's cold. Those winters, cold. serious. <laughs> like, like I'm talking about 
<laughs> like, you ever seen that cat really special? He's like Chicago cold's a different type of cold. <laughs> yeah, different. like that cold <laughs> cuts you down to your soul. You know, um, so I left, came back, you know, we left due to, you know, 2008, you know, that was a big economy crash. And um, unfortunately, we had to close the shop. So um, it got to the point where I wasn't able to take care of myself. And I ended up moving back to Florida. You know, um, never really told this story to anybody, to too many people. Just um, but that was uh, the return back to Florida is a very dark time. It was a dark time for me, you know, very depressing. I was making my own money, running my own business, doing what I always kind of always saw myself doing. And then everything just came crashing down. And I didn't know what to do next. You know, get a job. All right, no one's on here. <laughs> you know, so um, my mom just told me, she's like, go check out colors. You always cooking. So, you know, went to, uh, checked out the school. It was cool, like, like, I liked it. I liked that I could enter a profession and just cook it. Never really thought of that while I was in college, you know. Um, so yeah, so I ended up starting culinary school, you hey, know, Dre, started getting hey, my- Dre, Dre mm-hmm. I, I don't wanna cut you up, but I wanna yeah. make sure the, the, the listeners understand the path, right? Yes. So college graduate, right? Yes, University of Miami, class of 04, baby. Right, class of 04, <laughs> right? So college graduate, entrepreneur right entrepreneurial endeavors get rough now you're back in the hometown of miami starting out trying to figure it out start all over again yes so then go to culinary school so i started culinary school i was like all right well i had a restaurant it made sense the next step is be a chef a real chef you know um so i did the culinary school thing um and I think it was like four or five months into it, you know, they had a competition, Salmon's of America, and, you know, signed up for it. But I was like, I don't know what to do. Bang. Called a bang one day. He was like, yo, just do what you did back in Chicago. Sauce it up. You know, he's like, yo, we never did anything with guava. We always talk about doing something with guava. Do something with guava. And, you know, just the, uh, how Bang and I used to bounce ideas off each other. He'll just bring something, something else. If something's on sale at Restaurant Depot, he'll just buy it and just give it to me. He's like, make something with this. We walk up hours and I have three different samples. You know, so he was like, all right, guava. I was like, all right. Like, the only thing I know about guava, I never had it. Never, I've never actually ate the, the guava fruit by itself. Never. Wow. Lie, lie once. Didn't like it. But okay. I love the guava. I love guava um, pastries, you know, the little Cuban guava uh, pastelitos and right. like guava can't, like can't love it. But I just mm-hmm. never enjoyed the actual fruit itself. So um, I was like, all right. So went to went, went home and got into the kitchen and started throwing stuff together. A couple of days. Took me a couple of days to actually come up with this. Um, yes, I did it. I uh, actually made it for Salmon South America. So it was a fish made for salmon. You know, um, did that with, you know, Caribbean, Jamaican rice and peas and avocado salad. And I actually got third. Got uh, third in the country. 
in from the country the from that dish. I'm talking about in the country. Yeah. Okay. Not, okay. Not, not the church. Not the block. So just third in the country for whoever. Country. Entered. Yeah. So that was you know first competition. You know only four what four months into school, so that was a definite ego boost. So I was like, all right, um, just giving the sauce out to people as gifts and whatnot. You know, like hey, try this. I know this is my new sauce I made. And everyone just can hit me back like, yo, man, you should try, just do something with this. This is, this is like that million dollar sauce. And I was like, you know, I never thought I was like, yeah, it's a good sauce, but never thought of it as a business. Until eventually I was like, all right, well, if one, two, three, five, six, ten people are saying the same thing, all right, I guess it's time to start actually start listening. You know, so um, did the LLC, Palm Collection. And just been running, just been uh, moving, trying to get it going. And uh, officially, I'm in mass production come Friday. Yes. Congratulations. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Sounds like a long road, man. But it was a long, it was a long. Talking road. about. But, you know, I believe in it. I know it's a good sauce. Um, so I never deterred from it. You know, life always throws you all types of obstacles. You got to jump through monkey bars and all that. And yes, it did definitely slow down my timeline, but it never stopped the movement. That's, that's massive, man. And I believe in it. I know it's a good sauce. Uh, I've had it once and only once, and I've been asking for it ever since. <laughs> I think this was, what, 2015, Carol? had a, 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 a work gathering at his crib, and he sauced the wings up. Hey, know. man, it's all good. Everything yeah. happened for a reason. I'm glad you're here today because now it's no problem. I'm going to have you two bottles after the show. All I got to do is go to the website. I'm going to give you an opportunity to plug that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. All right. So you can catch me on the website at palmerworldwide.com, Facebook, The Sauce Boss, The Sauce Boss, Instagram, Palmer Collection, LLC. You can reach out to me, any one of those uh, platforms. And put your order in. Special there it is. There it coming is. up. There it is. The guava guava. I'm telling you. I'm I'm telling you. I stand by it. It's amazing. And I'm not the guy that puts sauce on chicken. Nine six knows this. Like no sauce ever on the ever. chicken. Ever. <laughs> ever. But Chisnick Kitchen. I'm coming to you next, man. So I mean, we got Dre's story, and you know, there's a, a um a lot there that we're gonna unpack as we go throughout mm -hmm. the show, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there's some formal culinary training in there that, you know, I don't know that, you know, Jason of the Shiznit Kitchen has ever really had. However, out of the demand and the need for what Shiznit offers, here you are today. So go ahead, highlight yourself, brother. Big yourself up. Let us know where you come from, where Shiznit comes from. Man, it started at birth. That's that's where it started, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I came from a family where I had a... a, a 40 hour working mom and dad um, to where, hey man, they taught us independence and you had to, at times, you know, make for yourself. You know, my mom and dad always made sure that we had food in the house, but it was food that we had to sometimes prepare for ourselves. You know, they were, they were hardworking. And then I left the DMV to come to the 305 and Man, if you want to eat, you got to start cooking for yourself. I mean, that, that's really what it was. And then 
I pledged. I mean, you can't you can't be the bros and have bad chicken at home coming. It's just that simple. <laughs> even before even before the interwebs, you know, you would be worldwide known as the most terrible chicken ever. Even before all of social media, if you didn't have good chicken at home coming, man, that that's just that's not what's up. So I mean, we really started. Hey, you know, we're gonna cook and we're gonna have these events and we're gonna do all this and back and forth. And that turned into, you know, somebody telling me, hey, you know, you cook amazing. You need to be making money. And I always said no. I always said no. But then that turned into, okay, now I'm doing these halfway events. What are you putting on your chicken? What are you putting on your ribs? What are you putting in this? And my mama's green beans and that mac and cheese. And see, everybody giving me thumbs up and things like that, man, that's, that goes back to L222 and 6121, where, man, we were just cooking, and it just, it, it is what it is, well, I said, okay, at one point, let me try it, and uh, to Dre's account, you know, my first event was a Bangs Memorial, and it was just like, you know what, I'm, I started my LLC, and I'm just going to show up with a grill, Yes, the whole event was catered, but I'm going to show up with my grill and I'm going to cook. Huge success. And again, it turned into, well, what are you putting on this? And what are you putting on that? And, you know, I started in my kitchen just making seasonings. It is what it is. Things that I use on my food. But maybe I want to help somebody else who, who doesn't really know how to do it. And then COVID hit. It, 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 honestly, I'm not going to lie. It, it definitely turned the corner for me where, you know, we had loss of life. I mean, a lot of people that, I mean, fall to the wayside. But at the same time, it was a blessing because it, it, it made me stay at home. If everybody in this room has ever bought one, even if the container was like this big, you had white and then you had uh, red. So that has now turned into savory and sizzle. But it really made me go online and then I contacted Dre and it was like, hey man, how are you getting this sauce produced? Here's what you have to look for. Okay. So now I did my first two. I went to a production company and was like, oh, wow, you can actually make this for me. And then again, we're still in COVID. And that just turned into, okay, now I have these other two, Sunshine, Sugar Kiss. Now we have our top four. We produced that and put it out there. That turned into... You know, to be quite honest with you, I love my seasoning. I love how I season food. It was amazing. But you know what? I cook other things as well. I cook jerk. I cook curry. I do all these things that I reach on the top shelf of somebody else. No, let's recreate all of that. Seasoning. Coach K said, I need a seasoning that I can put on something that is coarse and I can see exactly what I want on my food. Don't worry about it. I got you. 
that's where steak seasoning came into play. So, I mean, all these things came into play. And to be quite honest with you, now that we're turning maybe a little bit of a corner from COVID, these dinner parties, I'm, I'm getting hit up for dinner parties just, hey, I saw what you cooked yesterday. Can you come cook that for me and my family? Hey, you know what? I'm staying away from the catering. Well, this is a dinner party for five. You know what? I'll show up and I'll do that. So that's where we're, we're turning that corner. We still want to, you know, promote our products. Mm-hmm. We, you know, everything on the menu is the shiznit and we want to make your kitchen the shiznit. That's why we're selling our seasonings. But these small pop-up shops and, you know, catering events, you know, that's, that's kind of what me and my wife are doing now. And it, it's just, it's a blessing and it's been amazing. That's, that's, that's powerful. And there's a couple, you know, as we said, we're going to unpack this stuff and we yeah. going to make sure that y'all realize the story within the story. Right. And I want to commend both of you because both of you got to a point very quickly where you could have quickly turned over your product and had somebody mass produce your product. But the things that they wanted to add, you were like, no, 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 no. We're not adding this to my product. And no, 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 I'm not going to shortchange my recipe just to get to mass production. And it's not exactly authentic and unique to what I designed, right? I've seen both of you go through that. Um, and I think a lot of people would have moved for the quick buck, right? And there are things about both of your products that from a health perspective that both of you thought of, right? Like that's the key to the shiznit. And most of the shiznit seasonings are sodium free, right? So if you think about um, high blood pressure in our community, if you think about um, diabetes and things like this, um, you took a very health conscious approach to the seasonings, which, and, and held firm, no, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and even the ones that do have sodium, it's a very low sodium content, right? So in, in a world full of preservatives, we got two gentlemen on here that said, no, 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 no. Not only am I going to give you something that's tasteful, um, that you can use for flavoring, but it's also going to be healthier for you and it's just commendable that like, even when money presented itself, both of you were just like, no, 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 no. I'm going to take my time and I'm going to do this right. I'm going to do this on my terms. 100%. I mean, that was the biggest thing that I wanted to put out there. You know, we wanted to make sure that our family and friends, we don't have customers, we have family and friends. So 100%, we want you to do that to your own taste. I'm type two diabetic, so I know what it means to, you know, I went from 200 pounds to 150 right now, not overnight, but it it took a little time, but I understood that, hey, you know, the way I was eating was not the best way. It it wasn't going to be the best for me. So 100%, yeah, all of our seasonings, no preservatives, no MSG. You have people out here who have allergies to MSG. They get migraines. And, you know, I had a roommate at one point that couldn't eat any of that. So, I mean, going through that, yeah, 100%. We wanted to make sure. And then, like you said, uh, we have two seasonings that actually do have added salt, but it's very minimal because I didn't want my, my family and my friends to add anything to that. 
we got two seasonings that have added sugar again very minimal but we want to give you that fda you know that that rundown where it's just like okay don't add anything to that you know that's the best thing yes we want to make sure that you're using our seasoning we're going to add to your favor your flavor profile but we want to make sure that you are absolutely doing the most healthiest option ever you know when you're using our seasonings you can add to it but we suggest not to or add to your own taste Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So, Dre, let me ask you this question, man. So, go ahead, go ahead, Art. You're on, uh, you're on mute. mute. Uh, yeah, I was coming. You don't have to say that on camera, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I um uh, just want to say that that both of the the Faison boys are adamant eaters of the Shiznit sugar kiss. Um. And it is something that they look forward to. It's something that they talk about how good the chicken is. And I'm now world-renowned in the house uh, for making great chicken because of the seasoning. Um, anyone who's listening to this right now, the technique that I found most important is at minimum 24 hours of letting the seasoning just sit. Ziploc bag it up, put it in the refrigerator. It, is, it can be made to order, but it is perfection when it is allowed to saturate. Okay, I, I just want to add. I want to add one thing. We had a conversation about this the other night, and Coach K got on me um, as far as my uh, my manufacturers and what I'm doing. Art, you are officially you sold me out. You bought the last bottle. I have, I now have to reorder <laughs> because it, it is it is now become honestly and truly and who knew it really it has become the fan favorite that is that is the, oh. the best seller right now. That one, that one is 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 a killer. It, we use it in this household all the time, um, from chicken, pork, um, to a pork like to the sugar kids that we talk about. Um, the pork wine. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> November, November the 9th was National Scrapple Day, and you could put Shiznit on Scrapples. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do that for. I may do some spam. I'm not no. doing Scrapple. What is Scrapple? You don't I'm love not doing Scrapple. I'm spam. I'm not doing Scrapple. Scrapple is amazing. My sister is going to be mad at that, that I just made that statement. I'm not doing Scrapple. <laughs> but we're not doing it. Hold on, so Scrapple is similar to Spam? No, nothing. No, no. Yes, absolutely. No, it is not. Absolutely. It is, that is not Scrapple the same. is nothing. That is like, not it is the a same. Complete, that's two different sides. It's like saying a hot dog the same. is the same as a sausage. It is different. It's not the same. Dre. Uh, okay. We don't do that. We don't do either one. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> they make beef scrapple now. I don't want to spam, so I'm not even going sure. to definitely not going to scrap. Um, what's scrapple? Don't scrapple. worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't add exactly. Exactly. Don't ask what it is. <laughs> if I <laughs> say you wouldn't I'm like it, I just know it's good. Scrapple is the devil. No, don't do that. 
thing no more. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I diverge and I apologize to our loyal fans. <laughs> I know, right? Sorry, Dre. <laughs> we start talking about scrapple. What do you think our loyal fans are getting mad about? Scrapple? Right. No, no, exactly. Ain't nobody eating no, they are. They are. <laughs> Ain't nobody eating scrapple. Yeah, drop a comment if you like scrapple. Drop it right. Yeah, yeah. If you like scrapple. All 15 of you to listen from Philly, go ahead and drop <laughs> well, From Maryland to from Maryland. My sister yes, gonna drop something. Exactly. Man, I didn't even know what that was until I got to Maryland. Yes, I still right. don't know what it is. You know, you still don't know what it is. It's in Maryland. It's here in Atlanta. I saw it in public. It's brown, 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 they're selling the store. That don't mean we're going to partake in it, though. Is Somebody buying everything it. you don't wouldn't need. be there. Somebody's buying it because if not, it would not be on the shelves. It's Touché. moving. Touche. All right. So let's 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 How get back. Um, so <laughs> back to Dre. <laughs> click, All right. Click, click, clearly, Sugar Kiss. And, and, and I must say, um, it is awesome when you go to your friend's house, your friends of your friends. And you see the seasoning sitting on the counter. Oh yeah. And I've been in multiple states and seen the seasonings sitting on the counter. And you know, I'll, I'll be truthful. The only reason that I didn't steal the shiznit <laughs> seasonings is because I already have some at home. Right. <laughs> but if I go to anybody's house and I see guava brava, it might get stolen. It's getting I know, stolen. <laughs> and I know somebody in Atlanta that has it. <laughs> Whoever you are, if you're listening, yo, he listening. He protected, protected at all costs. He listening. That's why he only invites me to his house at nighttime and has me in the backyard. He doesn't let me inside the house. <laughs> That's why I, I got the gallon. Steal his. I didn't, his I didn't do bottle. the small bottle. That's why I got the big boy, and it's in my it's in my fridge right now. And ain't nobody stealing it. That what part of the fridge? Is <laughs> hey, hold on. <laughs> The one outside or the one inside? Nah, yeah. don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. It's, it's the one in the cooler on the shelf. Can't wait. Can't wait. I'm gonna show up to your house. And I'm thirsty. I mind if I help myself. Go outside, get that water hose. <laughs> Take it back to the hey boy. Easy. Hey, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go go ahead, moderator. Get us back on track. Man, I'm gonna try to man. So I want to <laughs> ask you fellas, uh, Dre, Jason, um, since you guys mainstay is in the kitchen, right? You know, y'all do y'all thing. Um, do you ever feel like people are shocked when they find out how good of a cook or chef you are, you guys are as black men? Right. Yes. Um, for people who don't know me, so pretty much my wife's friends. You know, um, they know from when we got together, they know that I was always a chef, you know, but they're always intrigued or uh, not really intrigued, but curious to what my food would taste like, you know, because mm -hmm. everybody, you know, the, your favorite cook is your mom. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people compare what you make to what moms make. Like, mm -hmm. all right, my mama does it the same way. Mm -hmm. So when they come over and, you know, they eat something, they're like, oh, my God. My mama don't make it like this. I'm like, yeah, this ain't your mama's food. <laughs> mama cook like A, I cook like B. Totally different. You know, mm -hmm. it's the same, but we're different. You know, um, but 
Yes, they're um, they're definitely surprised. Surprised, mm -hmm. um, not that of what I make that the the spin that I put on things. Mm -hmm. You know, um, like for example, have you guys? I'm not sure if anyone of you guys had my potato salad. You know, basically, I won't say basic, but you no know, potato salad, potatoes, eggs, other stuff. Raisin. You know, um, I'm just kidding. No raisin. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, no raisin. No raisin. <laughs> grapes. Get him out the kitchen. Get out of here. No raisin. You say grapes. All right, I'm going to fly to Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I always try to uh, put my own spin on something, you know, uh, take my my culture, my background, and put it on everything. You know, uh, when I cook, I always I always try to, in my head, I call it Jamusa, Jamaica, USA, Jam USA. So I'll take something that's American and I'll try to put a, a Caribbean spin on it. So I took potato salad and I added seafood. So now I call it the uh, down under potato salad. Mm. You know, because I have lobster, I like crab, I have shrimp in my potato salad. You know, uh, Caribbean herbs and stuff. You know, so people come over like, oh, I'm get some potato salad. They see it like, what the hell's in your potato salad? I see shrimp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lobster. And, you know, you going, oh, yeah, that's some crab right there. You know, so they're, so they're more surprised at how I spin things. That's been the, the, the normal dishes. So, well, what about you, Dave? I, I think for me, it, it, it goes into the inside cooking versus outside cooking. I mean, I think everybody expects, you know, hey, when you get on a grill or you're doing this or you're doing that, okay, yeah, this is the ribs are going to turn out great or the chicken is going to turn out great. I think it's when you start doing that inside cooking. I think that's when people are surprised where it's just like wow he can really cook and it's flavorful and it's amazing or it's creative like he just said with the potato salad that is creative I mean I promise you I'm stealing that next week I promise you I'm going to try to do something it may not turn out good I do have seafood seasoning inside plug but <laughs> i am I, I am going to steal that because that sounds amazing but again when you're in the kitchen and then you have that 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 stereotype where it's always the women no nah, not not in my family my my the women in my family definitely throw down uh when it comes to cooking but Again, when you when you when you're raised, when you're born and raised in that independence, you have to be able to do the same exact thing. So when you do that, yes, it it, it becomes very surprising. I mean, I've done random events and it's just like, oh my God, that's the most amazing thing I've ever ate. Well, okay. Why aren't you doing it at your house? So yeah. It definitely is uh it is that eye opener of well, yeah, when I cook greens, it doesn't come out like this. Or when I cook this, it doesn't come out like that. Well, cook a little off. So for the two of you, um, you know, rooted in the kitchen, you know, 
how important is it to you to pass that on to your kids? Like, are, are you doing it now? Are they taking it in? Or is it just like, nah, daddy gonna cook and daddy gonna always cook. And I'm gonna just call daddy whenever I need somebody to cook. That's my household. Oh, <laughs> well, I know I have, I have young kids. I have mm-hmm. a three and a two year old. So yeah, daddy gonna cook. But mm-hmm. um, I thought it would be my daughter. But it's my son, my my, my two year old. He's always the one that's in the kitchen because he's a he's a greedy he's a greedy person like myself. Mm. <laughs> he always want to eat every thirty minutes. He needs something in his hand or in his mouth, you know. So he's when I'm in the kitchen, he's always there right next to me, getting in my way. But you know, um, I try to teach him. You know, he's two, so. Attention spans all over the place. It'll schools. come. It'll come, though. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I hope. I hope they both, as they get older, they continue to watch. You know, I'm I'm, I'm ready to start my my YouTube channel with my daughter. I already got my I already got her um her cutting board that says Marley's Kitchen. Nice, ready, nice. ready. You know, if she doesn't it doesn't work out for her. I'll make one Kingston's Kitchen. There it is. <laughs> there it is. You know, uh, he's more like me. I got into cooking because I was like him. I was a, a, a chunky little boy who loved to eat. And I was, I'm not, I'm not a very patient person when I'm hungry. You know, like Snickers commercial, I swear they took that from me. <laughs> I'm the basis of the Snickers commercial. <laughs> You know, whenever I'm hungry, I'm a whole different person, an animal, beast. You know, and so is my son. You know, so I do believe he will continue because he needs to be able to cook for himself because moms don't cook. And if I'm busy, bro, you got a, there's a, a fridge full of food. Figure it out. You grown. You old enough. Your head is a, your head is a foot above the stove. Figure it out. That's when I started. You know, so I, I, I do believe that it will pass on to her. It doesn't, I'll pass it on to her. They're going to learn day. <laughs> I mean, for me, I, I, I truly believe it. it. It's definitely a legacy. You know, this is something that is definitely going to get passed on. Um, I mean, some of you in the group, man, I mean, I know I, I post on social media all the time. But we, I mean, we, we compete in my kitchen all the time me and my kids um and it could be something as small as a noodle challenge like who's going to season the best noodles and you know who's going to come out better so definitely it's good it's going to be it's going to be legacy it's passed on um when i do my events um i do bring you know my kids in there to say, hey, here's how I'm doing this or here's how I'm doing that. And it's not just me either. My in-laws do the exact same thing. My mother-in-law and my father-in-law are like the, the, the cooking champions. They celebrate everything. When I say everything, I mean everything. If it's Thursday, they're celebrating it. Coach K, Thursday. Coach K will tell you. They, they celebrate <laughs> everything. Yes. So there's always time to cook and do this and do that. And I feel like I'm almost competing with them half the time. It's just like, okay, well, when grandma or grandpa cooks this, okay, when dad cooks this, it's the same thing. Which one is better? So I almost feel like I'm in competition with them, but all of them love to eat. All of them love to cook. So yeah, it's definitely, 
it, it's it's a legacy. It's going to get passed on, hundred percent. So you asked that question, Brett, and I actually wanted to go the opposite direction, right? What I wanted to know was, and and rest in peace to to both fathers, right? So. Daddy Dent, you know, um, coolest cat ever, um, you know, rest in peace. And then, you know, most recently, um, you know, Father Palmer passed not too long ago. So, um, you know, rest in peace to both of them. But did your fathers encourage you all to be in the kitchen when you were younger? Mine? I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in on that one. Uh my dad was, he had staple meals. I just talked about this with my wife. It's so funny. He had the staple meal. It, it was that one thing or that two things. When he did that breakfast, potato and onion, or when he did that, I mean, random Salisbury steak, or the one that I hated as a kid that I love now, tomato soup. So did he encourage me? Not really, but he had those staple meals that I, I'm happy to say that I have those now. Like mm-hmm. my kids love when I make stuffed peppers or when I, you know, it's just those little things that was just like, oh, when I make curry, curry oxtails. It's like everybody, it's like a fan favorite. So it's just like those little things. So my dad didn't really push me into the kitchen, but he, he did show me that, hey, when he made this, I was there. Knife, fork, plate, let's go. Right. Nice. Dre, you, well, you, you, got, you got something slightly different, right? When you talk oh, about yeah, Caribbean matters, <laughs> right? Well, I personally, I didn't grow up with my eye grow up with my pops, but um me either. My pops was a uh was a Rasta, Rastafarian. So he didn't eat meat. He was straight vegetarian. Actually he was vegan. All right. So coming up, I know even I know when I was what in middle school and beginning of high school, I went vegetarian just because he was a vegetarian. Didn't last very long. Lost a lot of weight. So I had to go back to meat. I'm a Mediterranean, you know, but, um, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You know, I did what almost about two years of vegetarian life. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, you know. Um, so, I, doctor was like, Yeah, just, yeah, vegetarian. You don't even like vegetables. So, why are you vegetarian? Uh, yeah. I had to go back to me because I was malnourished at one Okay, point. okay. Um, but he was, well, he was very, he was well known for juicing, making all these all types of concoctions, you know, Caribbean, Caribbean mm-hmm. men and their concoctions, a peanut punch and, you know, this, this type of juicing, your coconut juice with your Guinness and like, that was what everyone known, knew him for, like, yeah, yeah, your, your pops is, yeah. is, is mean with the juices, like, it'll mix anything or whatever, like, mm-hmm. it's not working too well for you, is it, here, drink this. Call him in the morning. You know, right. everything will stand up strong for you. Yeah. Was nice and strong. You know, all of that. He was big, you know. So and it was he was very much big on health. So even when even now that I'm a I'm a, I'm a, no, I'm a little 
I'm a little chunky, you know. He used to get on. He's like, hey, yeah, yeah. You get back, you know. I know you got married, you got some kids. Yeah, you need, you need to get back on your little regimen and lose all this. Like, fat, fat boy now, you know. So, a lot of things I do make now, um, I try to be more health conscious. You know, Caribbean food, as delicious as, as it is, you know, it's not always the healthiest, you know. So, I'm trying to take the stuff that I grew up on which unfortunately is not the healthiest and try to make it as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what, that was his influence on me. But my true influence came from my mom's. From your mom. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. She's a phenomenal cook. Yeah. One of the best cooks that I know. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? I hope you enjoyed part one of our conversation with the Palmer Collection and Shiznit Kitchen of episode 206. Part two is coming soon. So make sure you stay tuned for when it drops. Peace, peace, peace.